0: Okay, here we go. Dum na dun, 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 dun.
1: Dum bum 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 <laughs> bum bum bum. What bum, is love?
0: Bum. Oh, that was a little early. Oh. So this is the off five. This is a podcast where we talk about The Office.
1: We talk about each episode of Office in the order it comes out, except for last week where we talked about Sex and the City.
0: Yes. And thank you for everyone who did listen to that episode. I thought it was great.
1: And thank you for everyone that didn't, but didn't unsubscribe.
0: <laughs> because awesome. of that. Out of anger. I mean, it's an April Fool's joke, everybody. Like, lighten up, you know?
1: Yeah. I got death threats. Remember, <laughs> we got sent a Dundee from someone, this someone, this someone sent a... A Barbie doll.
0: With their head cut off.
1: And it's a world's worst podcast. <laughs> and it, she was wearing a bad outfit.
0: <laughs> Which is the worst because we really care about fashion here at the Off 5.
1: That's right. And in fact, we're going... We'll we'll, we'll save it. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was about to say it too. Okay. So <laughs> oh, this... Wait, wait, my name's Nathan. I'm Addie.
1: Well, my name's Nathan, though.
0: Okay. Well, hey, Nathan.
1: Hi, Nathan. <laughs> so, my name's Addie, actually. <laughs> and so... We're friends that talk about The Office.
0: Yes, exactly. We're all
1: caught up, and we're going to talk about an episode.
0: Season 3, Episode 8. Called The Merger. It came out...
1: November 16th, 2006. <laughs> Do you ever try to say everything someone else is saying at the same time?
0: At the same time. Time. Time.
1: time. time. Oh, wait. So one of us has to have something to say.
0: Okay, <laughs> well... well now well, we're going to talk, talk
1: about, about Wikipedia. <laughs> so, so this segment's called Wikipedia is the best thing ever. And it's the summary. Because it is. It really is. And we're going to see, because I'm going to read a really short description, and then I'm going to... We're going to fill in, because I don't think this one covers it. Okay. This is a jam-packed 30-minute episode. Okay. In this episode, the two branches are merged. Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley have an awkward reunion. Michael Scott tries to make his new employees feel welcome, and a rivalry begins between Dwight Schrute and Andy Bernard. Okay. So that technically covers it. That's like maybe what would be on the back of a DVD or something.
0: Yeah, because you don't want any spoilers.
1: Right, but some of these moments I feel like we need to elaborate on. So let's just go through them piece by piece. Okay. Jim and Pam have an awkward reunion.
0: I would disagree with that.
1: Oh, okay. Why?
0: Well, because, I mean, I guess it is awkward to an extent, but they are really happy to see each other. Um, and I mean, it's been a while. So of course it's going to be kind of, you know, weird to have Jim back, especially because last time they saw each other was when they were kissing. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it is awkward. Last time he was so
1: much bigger because so close.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now he's, and and they do hug. and They like, talked. Yeah, they talk. I don't think it was that awkward.
1: Well, anyway, the reason why it's awkward is because Pam... Is like a little puppy dog whose owner came back from the Iraq war and he's she's meeting him at the airport. Whereas Jim acts more like, Hey, I have a new girlfriend now and her name's Karen. <laughs> he
0: he got a new dog while and, he was in Iraq. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. And then like the dog's like wagging his tail and he's like, Yeah, yeah. Like kind of petting and then and then he's like, I think I should tell you. I got I got a new dog.
0: And then the other dog is like, Well, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I have another owner, so...
1: Yeah. And then the, his new dog is like, you want to stick a, a gum? <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. And then Michael Scott tries to make his new employees feel welcome. That's...
0: He did not make them feel welcome. He gave them
1: gift baskets. He had a integration celebration. He made a video for them. And a employee quit slash was fired at the end. Yeah. So I'm just saying... To catch you up in case you don't remember everything that happens in this episode. Because I don't feel yeah. like this description really did it. Uh, rivalry between Dwight and Andy. That's fair.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Moving on to...
1: Oh, Great Scott Productions and Trivia. So this one uh, was directed by Ken Whittingham. His fourth episode. And it was written by Brent Forrester, a consulting producer.
0: Okay. Thanks, what? What is Ken. that? A consulting producer would be like, I guess, like a collab, like Mm -hmm. Ken Whittingham, F-E-A-T dot, the other guy featuring. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's I can spell. Yeah, totally. So he's be like, hey, don't do that. That looks stupid.
0: Yeah. Or like, hey, I have a question about this. Okay. Thanks. Let me give you some consultation.
1: You know who do great in this scene is Creed. (laughs) We should have Creed in this scene. Okay. Thanks, Brent. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope I get credit for this.
1: Yeah. Could you put me down as well? He wrote this episode too. He's okay. just normally a consulting producer. Oh, okay. So um, we've got guest stars. Recurring actor Creed Bratton is still a guest star. Oh, that's sad. Poor buddy. And then Ed Helms, that's Andy. Rashida Jones, that's um, Karen. Karen. Wayne Wilderson, Mike Bruner, and Ursula Burton.
0: Ursula is Hannah.
1: Hannah. And Wayne and Mike are...
0: Either Martin...
1: Or... Martin Nash or... (laughs) What's his name? Anthony Gardner.
0: Tony. Yeah, Tony Gardner. Tony. Yeah, Tony.
1: Pepperoni Tony. (laughs) That's how I should remember his name. Man. (laughs) The other big thing for the production is that this was a big old 30-minute episode. Kate Flannery said in her blog, they double the size and they double the comedy.
0: is it really doubled no
1: it's like 30 minutes instead of 22 like the last episode was
0: yeah and they said that was like a breakthrough for television so i guess they've broken on through to the other side now they can just do 30 minute episodes whenever they want
1: yeah well it's like if you have the episode and it's 22 minutes and then if 30 minutes is such a big breakthrough Who's to stop you from just adding minutes on until... Yeah,
0: until it's like... Forever. ...just continuous live footage from The Office.
1: Yeah, we made the longest episode of The Office.
0: It's been going on since 2006. It's still going on.
1: Yeah, that one episode is a full DVD set. But in addition, this episode does have a lot of deleted scenes, which I don't really want to talk about all of them, but it's just worth it because there's so many character things.
0: Yeah, It was definitely worth a watch if you have the DVD.
1: Yeah. Andy does his personality mirroring on Kevin, which is really funny. (laughs) It's just a lot more getting to know, especially the new people.
0: Yeah, because you don't see him for very long.
1: Yeah. And don't get too attached, by the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Except for Andy. (laughs) You can get attached to Andy if you can. If you can bear it. If you are able. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, let's do second drink right now.
0: Okay. This second drink that I'm having is actually my first drink. It is a cup of tea from Celestial Seasonings. That's right. It's the peach sleepy time.
1: Oh, that'll be good for the energy level here. (laughs) And then I'm also having tea. We're so old now. What are you having? I'm having a maple ginger from Celestial Seasoning. And there's whiskey in there too.
0: Oh, there is? Well, I mean, you know, we've come a long way. We've actually really matured since doing that episode about sex in the city.
1: Now we're classy.
0: Yeah, and this cup I'm drinking from is actually a handmade cup mm-hmm. from one of your friends.
1: Yeah, mine also handmade from probably some kid from in Yeti. China.
0: <laughs> from a Yeti. Oh, the
1: yeah. Yeti. A Yeti made it. Yeah. You can see his hoof marks. That's Hoov. why. That's why Hoov. it was so cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hoof.
0: Hoof marks. And then it becomes hoof. hooves. <laughs> exactly. Hooves marks.
1: Yeah. Let's do...
0: Fine things. Club. Okay, so what did you like about this episode?
1: One of my favorite quotes is when Andy says he's always thinking one step ahead, like a carpenter
0: that builds stairs.
1: I love that. Yeah,
0: that's really good because they actually is because they literally have to think one step ahead, literally if not more. Yeah, pro- actually,
1: probably. It I, yeah,
0: <laughs> it should probably be like they should probably have it planned out before
1: because then you're gonna have like one of those crammed steps at the end, and you know, if they're not all the same, I feel like you would totally trip on the one that was. Uh, taller. Yeah. Or fall on it, depending on which way up down the stairs you're going.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good um, idiom, but maybe not fully formed.
1: Yeah. He should just think one step ahead like a hiker.
0: Yeah. Or someone who walks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) One of those people.
0: I really liked Michael's, I mean, you know Michael's mug that says world's best boss. It's been around for a long time, but he mentions that Maybe it should actually say world's best dad because they're a family. That's right. And they're adding new family members to their family. It's a blended family now.
1: Yeah. You know, they really should only make one of each of those mugs.
0: Yeah, because how can you have more? I have one actually. I put my toothbrush in it. Really? Yeah. What does it say? World's best boss. I feel it'd be weird to drink at work because, I mean, it. it's kind of... I don't like the word boss. I'd rather be manager or supervisor.
1: Boss used to mean cool. Yeah. Right. And also, you, you're you supposed to be given that by your underlings.
0: Yeah, instead of buying at Spencer's for yourself.
1: Also, don't call them underlings if you want <laughs> yeah, them to buy you one of those.
0: Exactly. Underlings. Good morning, underlings. That's what I'll yeah. say. And then bring in my mug. No, that's, yeah, not my style. <laughs> Better for a toothbrush.
1: That's right. Um. <laughs> I really like the other quote he says, which is, "It's an orientation, not a boringation." A boring orientation. Orientation. Yeah, and this episode came out in two thousand six. In two thousand five, when I started college, I went to the college to do an orientation before I started, and it was the University of New Mexico, and there mascot is the lobos so they called it the lobo orientation and so i would so i was calling it the lobo orientation <laughs> like the whole time
0: <laughs> so
1: when that came out when i saw that i was so happy
0: you're like they stole my joke
1: <laughs> yeah but it's weird as they had to go further because for me it was already in like lo- yeah. i just took lobo i just emphasized the boring instead of the low
0: yeah why didn't they think that through
1: they should have had a Lobo orientation so they could learn how to be Lobos. Because by the end of the episode, none of them are really good at being a Lobo. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a Lobo.
0: Yeah. Everyone. Even Shakira.
1: That's the New- University of New Mexico thing. You go, everyone's a Lobo. Woof,
0: woof, woof. Like, this. Oh. <laughs> woof, 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 Because um, you know how, how
1: coyotes say woof?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hoof.
1: <laughs> woofs that's that's when you hear a lot of woofs
0: um I also like Michael saying shut it Dwight <laughs> like sh- shut is I feel like he does that pretty often but it's so funny yeah I love that
1: actually all of mine are quotes but my next one is from Miss Phyllis and she says Bob Vance bought this for me in metropolitan Orlando it's made, it's made from real
0: pine, pine. <laughs> So good. I know it is so good.
1: So it smells like you an air freshener. You've got a
0: lot to learn, honey, about this town. Yeah. Yeah, and and Karen does learn by the end of the episode who Bob Vance is.
1: Karen's putting in the effort.
0: Yeah, she really is. Um another quote, "Will you let me run the company, Dwight?" "Will you?" "Will you?" <laughs> it, it, I don't know. Just Dwight and Michael in this episode. Dwight can feel that Michael is um feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a he has to shine here.
1: I, I feel like he feels that his number two spot is in jeopardy. Which is strange because he's actually already lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't realize it. How quickly if he, even he sh- wants it. <laughs> shifts to like fighting for a third place.
0: Yeah. You think he'd be a lot
1: madder about this.
0: Yeah, but he knows that it came from the higher up, so he has to Well, or does he think it came from Oh no, he he thinks it came from Jan. <laughs>
1: It just relates to pay scale. Whose okay. pay is higher?
0: It doesn't matter. They're just different. The pay is just
1: different. Yeah. It's like a gas card. Who could who could put a price on that? $100. <laughs> yeah. What else you got for Finer Things Club?
0: I like um, Jim's prank. It's so subtle as oh, far yeah. as pranks go. But the meet my eye line. Yeah. Um, he's just looking above his eyes.
1: It's actually an old sales trick.
0: Really? <laughs> sales trick?
1: Yeah. Dwight says... Tells Angela not to look in his eyes. Look right here. It's oh, an old sales
0: trick. I, I don't remember that. When is that?
1: It's after he kills her cat.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she Garbage. can't look at him anymore. No. Oh, sprinkles. 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 He's in the freezer.
1: Yep. Um. And I think my last one is when they're trying to push Tony Gardner on the table.
0: I'm under this hawk here. so <laughs> I don't know what I'm grabbing. I'm
1: right in your crack. <laughs> Oh my god.
0: I would quit too, honestly. Yeah. That's the worst.
1: I think I think you could file for sexual harassment pretty easily. You don't yeah. think you can have two grown men in your crack <laughs> in the workplace.
0: <laughs> Just one.
1: Yeah. One if it's consensual, but never two. <laughs> never two. Even if it is consensual, never that's two. not you should do that outside of work.
0: I love how Tony is just like, I don't think I can do this physically. And Michael's like, oh, okay, well, just use the uh, momentum to pull yourself up. And it's like, no, no, no. That's not what he means. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't know how. He gets it.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. He thought he didn't get the physics of pulling himself yeah. up. <laughs> you know, I think Tony probably could have just sat on the table. I think he could have managed that.
0: Yeah, it was actually his fault.
1: Putting the chairs on the <laughs> table was so dumb. Much. Yeah. But on their part. I want to give Tony a compliment right now.
0: Okay, go ahead. It's really cool hair. Yeah.
1: Well put together. He's got like a good uh, outfit.
0: Yeah. Really good fashion. Fashion. Fashion show at lunch.
1: Oh my God. It's fashion show at lunch time.
0: Fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch.
1: This was a segment we did for our April Fool's Sex in the City episode. But we decided to bring it forward into the new millennium with uh, The Office.
0: So this is, well, I really like talking about the fashion in season one because I don't know if you remember Michael's hair specifically from season one, but there are some fashion moments in this episode as well. For example, Pam's sweater.
1: That's right. It's a good sweater. Her mom made it.
0: Yeah, which is really unbelievable because it's really nice.
1: Yeah, She could sell those at a very fancy shop. Yeah. Impress a a man that's much older than her and out of her league.
0: (laughs) Did did you notice any fashion?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, During the cold open, which we'll get to, they're wearing different clothes. So this is only during that. But Dwight is wearing like a stone gray, maybe greenish shirt and a uh, tie with like a black marble silver type. Oh, the shiny tie? Yeah, it looks really nice. Like you don't ever see Dwight wear... He's wearing, like, real adult colors, not orange or...
0: Mustard yellow. Yeah,
1: or green. Like, he wears a lot of greens, you know? This one, it might have a little bit of green in it, but it's mostly, like, a stone gray.
0: Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's so what it actually,
1: look... like, he looks really good in it. And yeah. I don't think they want Dwight to look really good most of the time. So that's probably why they don't do it.
0: Yeah. I noticed his shiny tie, for sure. It's really shiny.
1: And <laughs> during the main episode, he's just got, like, a white shirt on with, like, beige... A lot of, you know Yeah. His his bad colors back. But but that's him. Yeah, it is. It's why you can dress up as Dwight. So Exactly. So even though it's out of character, I liked the gray shirt though. Nice. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Oh wait. Toby's wearing like a brown overcoat, wool trench coat type thing. Looks really good too.
0: Oh, when is that?
1: Uh I think it's at the beginning before he does the uh the run. Oh, I mean, or he's getting yeah. back from a run before he well actually he doesn't do a run but it's when he's talking about his run yeah I'd let um, him strangle me in that
0: (laughs) yeah I was probably running towards victims (gasps) he finished well that brings us to the cold open which includes running
1: (laughs) crack open a cold open this one's got like a two-parter cold open
0: it's crack open two cold opens
1: a couple of cold opens
0: (laughs) crack open a couple of cold
1: opens yeah
0: um so the first part is Stanford packing up. Yeah. And everybody's wearing the tombstone headbands that Andy made. Very tasteful.
1: Actually, I think only Andy is wearing one. And Jim wears it for a few seconds. But then it quickly <laughs> cuts to them all being in the trash.
0: <laughs> um, And they're kind of just getting ready. It's kind of sad, honestly.
1: What do you think those other people are thinking that aren't going to Scranton?
0: They're thinking... Well, I hope my savage packing is is good, so I can take a vacation.
1: They're just thinking that over and over again?
0: <laughs> I would be.
1: On a loop. You know, question. Yes. How long do you think it is between the cold open and the regular episode? Because they go from the being in Stamford, packing up, and the next one they're starting. That wasn't like overnight. And there's some evidence of that.
0: Different outfits.
1: Yeah, they changed the clothes. Now, because uh, Karen knows of like a bar... She knows about uh, Cooper's at the end. Oh. So she like, it sounds like she's been there.
0: I bet they're packing up on a Friday and maybe they're starting work on Monday or Tuesday.
1: Oh, that's a good theory. You know, Jim and Karen, I just say, and they seem like too intimate already. So I, that's why I that's was kind of wondering it as well.
0: Too. Yeah. I thought that too, because last I heard, Karen was just like, yeah, I am interested in him. Yeah. And that's it, right? I yeah, mean.
1: When they're packing up and now they're married.
0: Yeah, now they're, like, deciding to, like, I don't know, rub each other's backs, well, share gum.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not the same piece, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be really intimate. That hey, would be. Hey, do you want some gum? Sure. Here. Still still a lot of flavor in it. Cool. Ew. I'll give it back before all the flavor is gone.
0: <clears throat>
1: you don't like that? Nah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so then we go into the second part of the crack open, a cold open, which is uh, Pam's prank against Dwight.
0: Which is a really good prank. I feel she didn't she wasn't wholeheartedly into it though because she didn't see it through to the end. He was just running around the building and she just went back inside.
1: Yeah, he's not going to do the third lap.
0: Yeah, so she totally should have just I mean, because what is he going to do? Come back inside and be like, what the heck, Pam? Yeah. She's like, it was a joke. Yeah. bye.
1: <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, so Toby says he finished a marathon or half marathon or whatever he was racing. Um, and you know, Pam seems to know a lot about what Toby's doing, but Dwight's like belittling him. So then Pam says she's going to time him going around the building. Then she just goes inside after the first lap.
0: And she's just using a thermometer. Yeah. She's not even using a timer.
1: It's the one they have at Dollar Tree.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think she's really distracted, which kind of leads me to believe there wasn't too much time between cold open and real episode. Mm -hmm. Because she's probably thinking about Jim coming back.
1: She's probably thinking, I should keep up these pranks on Dwight. That way Jim and I can go right back into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh. Well, it's a sad ending to the cold open. Yeah. What do you think about this cold open, though?
0: I love when they have, like, a different thing going on. I mean, I love a cold open, actually. Yeah. Um, And I really like how they have two of them, because it's kind of the last opportunity for a Taste of Stanford and Scranton, you know, right together, basically. So, yeah,
1: I like the Scranton one more, the racing one, but they have to have that Stanford one. That's more like a plot point. Yeah, you started off because the punchline to that one is just the Andy stealing uh,
0: Josh's computer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? It's a good answer to that, though. I think I'm going to do that next time I get accused of something.
0: I mean, they just stole that punchline from creed though because creed was just trying to sell the computers, so yeah i don't know little overdone they could have come with a come up with a better punchline i think
1: yeah plus josh abandoned them and isn't all that stuff gonna get liquidated yeah you would think that they would just well i don't know yeah goodbye forever stamford bye it's so hard to call it stamford instead of stanford
0: i know stamford
1: stamford
0: stamford Bye, stamford Okay, let's do... We need to get YouTube down to film this. Okay. Or did you have another plan? That sounds great. Okay, so um, speaking of the cold open, um, I really like Pam's conversation with the camera. So she does seem distracted, and I think that's why, because she's just talking to the camera about, you know, I don't even plan to blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Okay, well, I better get back to work. She doesn't usually talk to the camera unless the um documentary crew asked her a question maybe they did yeah they. Mm, no they didn't because it was like a it continuous was shot cut. oh yeah.
1: yeah uh yeah he does make my life harder and on purpose is that the one mm-hmm. that yeah. she says like he mm-hmm. tried to install meters on the bathrooms yeah yeah but yeah she, she is talking right to them and that is a little bit uh a little bit of a rarity mm-hmm. uh, i already mentioned but when they have uh talking about andy making those stamford hats and then they do the hard cut to them just in the trash like they just like went over and filmed the trash can to show how little people appreciate those hats yeah (laughs) so it's like really sticking it to andy there
0: yeah which yeah good thing because man he's already getting under my skin yeah um something else i noticed um the question the very poignant question where do you stand with pam to Jim mm. and you don't hear the question being asked but you hear Jim saying where do I stand with Pam right um, and that kind of sets the tone of like I don't know but we're friends
1: <laughs> he's closed off his heart though
0: yeah he has because he's opened it up to a new person
1: good for him I'm uh, definitely veering into all the other segments this is the one where we talk about the documentary okay so I have one more big one Which is, the end of the episode, they have one camera, and it's filming Dwight and Andy arguing as they leave the office.
0: Oh, in the elevator?
1: Yeah. And the camera follows them into the elevator, and they take the elevator down. But then when they get downstairs, there's two cameras. Like, there was one waiting. Oh, interesting. And then it starts doing the back and forth. But before that, it's just, like the camera is just swinging back and forth.
0: Yeah. And from kind of a low angle too, like below their face kind of pointed up. So it's really fast paced back yeah. and forth.
1: So like, we might be like holding it lower or might just yeah. be a, a, a short, short person. height t- challenged man <laughs> or woman. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, no, probably holding it down low. But I just think it's really cool that they like coordinated that. You know, they did that in a show too. One camera person get on with them. And I kind of was thinking that because they'd just been showing oh wait or was that after well anyway they're you know they have another interchange in the parking lot so it's like it's a big day where they wanted to get the cameras catching before and after stuff because it's got all the characters all the new characters and i wonder if the camera crew from stanford came back
0: oh so it was like a merger with the film crew also
1: yeah they're probably meeting each other and and then someone would be like, I'm going to go film Bob Vance. He's like, who's Bob Vance? And then the guy was like, you got a lot to learn about this town, honey.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, filmception. <laughs> um, I also noticed Michael talking about Hooters. And then he turns to the camera and says, over 400 locations worldwide. Like it's a commercial or like he's being sponsored. <laughs>
1: It's like he read about them in Small Businessman. Yeah, exactly. Even though I'm assuming whoever runs that is a big businessman.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Well yeah. endowed. <laughs> <laughs> With money.
0: <laughs> Obviously.
1: Probably not so much anymore because did you hear millennials are killing hooters?
0: Well, good for them. Yeah. At least the millennials Us. are doing something. We're
1: killing hooters. Do you have, when was the last time you went there?
0: I've never been. It's,
1: that doesn't help. <laughs> I've only been once. That didn't help.
0: Well, at least you're not a baby boomer.
1: Yeah, no. Anything else for the YouTube segment?
0: Um yeah, just Jim's look during the impression of night at the Roxbury. <laughs> I'm just glad to have Jim back for those meetings with Michael.
1: Uh, just together, for the looks. Yeah. To the camera. Definitely.
0: He's back, baby. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, what about some Kevin's Chilies where we talk about the references in this episode?
0: Yes. Go ahead.
1: Well, there's two songs. There's the Lazy Scram, which is a parody of the Lazy Sunday SNL song by the Lonely Island.
0: Oh, okay. Have you seen that? No. What? I mean, I knew what the Scranton Witch Project was referring to. It was the Salem Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Lazy Scranton, though.
1: Wait. No, it's not I Salem Witch Project. It's the Blair Witch Project.
0: Oh, sh- Pork knuckle. <laughs> Okay, I really f***ed up Kevin's chilies. No. (laughs) You haven't Lazy Sunday? Lazy Sunday
1: It's the chronic What Cools of Narnia. That one. Oh, okay.
0: Chronic what Cools of Narnia? Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of it.
1: There's another episode which I think we talked about where Kelly is talking about how She's like referencing that song because she's telling someone, and it sounds really like they're hardcore rapping, but they're really just singing about the cupcakes and the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: Oh, was that before we started doing Kevin's Chili's though? It must have been. I think Kevin's Chili's is a really great way for me to learn about pop culture.
1: Me too. (laughs) If you know anything and want to tell me.
0: (laughs) Do you know who Suri is?
1: Is that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's daughter?
0: That's Shiloh.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: And Surrey is... Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes's daughter.
1: Oh, sounds adorable.
0: Yeah, and that's all I know.
1: Both of those couples are gone now.
0: Sad.
1: Yeah, I mean they're still there. They're just not in the same. They're just places not together anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're separate and places.
0: I think Shiloh is trans also. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, that's which one?
0: Brad Pitt and Angelina's. Oh yeah. Daughter.
1: Right. So it's so a trans. Girl,
0: um, I think maybe just like non-binary. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Good shoot. I should have look. <laughs> I should have looked this up before.
1: Well, hey, I learned something. I hope it's true. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I learned something about Lonely Island and Chronic knows w- of C- C- Narnia.
1: Chronic <laughs> What calls the Narnia? <laughs> um, what about what is love?
0: The Night at the Roxbury.
1: Hadaway. I watched a great YouTube video. It's from a series called "One Hit Wonderland," where this guy Todd in the Shadows goes through different one-hit wonders and like talks oh, about the song. Interesting. And I watched the one for that. And although I don't remember any of the details,
0: it was a one-hit wonder. It
1: was really interesting. Yeah, it's like some yeah Hadaway went to Europe to do like pop dance music and <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it
0: does seem like a Euro pop club electro.
1: But definitely made famous by Night at the Roxbury, which was a See, movie.
0: Will Ferrell.
1: And Chris Catan based on a series of sketches on SNL. Oh, another SNL reference. Yeah,
0: lots of SNL references. NBC,
1: keeping it in the family. Oh,
0: okay. Makes yeah.
1: sense. And I remember one of those early sketches, they had Jim Carrey doing it too, and it was funny.
0: Okay, for Night at the Roxbury? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, They also reference punk but they do that a lot. <laughs>
1: punk Oh, okay.
0: The Ashton Kutcher.
1: They referenced another thing. Hawk. Ham hawk? Yeah. Do you know what a ham hawk is?
0: Yeah, it's like a you know, like a honey-baked ham is a ho- ham hawk.
1: you know what another word for it is? Butt muscle? Pork knuckle?
0: <laughs> pork knuckle? No, it's not. That's what it said. <laughs> On Wikipedia?
1: A ham hawk, or how, or pork knuckle, is the joint between the tibia fibula and the metatarsals of the foot of a pig. Where the foot was attached to the hog's leg.
0: Oh, I thought it was like the ham, like the butt.
1: That's what Michael and uh, Dwight thought, too.
0: Yeah, because they were under this hawk here.
1: <laughs> this doesn't sound right, because if the ham hawk was that small, you wouldn't have eaten it that many times, right?
0: Right, and...
1: Give me some of that pork knuckle.
0: Yeah, that's not... Where? What's your source?
1: Uh, this, this thing I wrote down on paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. We're learning a lot today.
1: Yeah, but we're not sure
0: about if, anything.
1: If any of it's true, I want to look up pork knuckle.
0: Sounds like something you'd say when you're mad pork <clears throat> knuckle. Oh, oh,
1: pork knuckle. <laughs> I'm going to say that next time I stem my toe.
0: <laughs> or, like, to censor it around kids, you'd say, nork puckle.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, see on goodfood.com.au, there's an article called How to Cook a Pork Knuckle. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. What is a it, boiled of... or what? Here's a I'm question. Scared.
1: Is pork knuckle the same as a ham hock? Both pork knuckles and ham hocks are from the shank part of the pig's leg that is the section between the knee and the ankle slash top of the trotter. Their feet?
0: What's a trotter? Oh, foot.
1: <laughs> they, they trot on their... Okay.
0: Isn't that a hoof?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would behoove them to learn that word. <laughs> Generally, it is known as a pork knuckle or pork hock. It is fresh and uncured and and as a ham hock it is if it is cured oh
0: oh gross so
1: it's a pork knuckle or pork it's a pork knuckle if it's fresh or uncured and a ham hock if it is cured
0: cured of what
1: yeah it's diseased (laughs) it's a pork knuckle (laughs) i'm sorry you got an inflamed pork knuckle we're gonna have to remove it and then eat it
0: i'm sorry was this pig an anti-vaxxer yeah then this is a knuckle
1: Oh, I th- oh my pork knuckles hurting. Oh, we can cure that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're going to eat it afterward.
0: <laughs> It'll turn into a ham hock.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused about where to go from here. Um, that just wraps up Kevin's <laughs>
1: chilies, I think. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Thanks, Kevin's chilies. Okay. Oh um, wait,
1: there were two cars: the Trans Am and the X-Terra. Oh yeah. We're going to hear more about that ex-Terra later.
0: We will, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I can't wait.
1: <laughs> Ex-Earth.
0: A little ex-Earth.
1: Okay, let's get into our, our... Characters. Yeah, with uh segment called, we got to make sure the world is crawling with Hannah's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie Bradshaw's.
1: Yeah. Oh. That, uh,
0: You're either a Hannah or a Carrie.
1: That's right. I'm a Carrie. I am too. You're either a Carrie or a Jim Halpert. <laughs> I'm a carry still. <laughs> okay, who should we start with? Big, big guys, little guys.
0: So I noticed that we have a few different feuds going on. Oh, so um, feud fight. Exactly, Andy versus Dwight, obviously, and then we have Karen versus Pam.
1: Subtle, because they get along so well.
0: Yeah, and then we also have Stanley versus Martin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just a few conflicts, I noticed. Not really maybe any feuds.
1: Yeah. Kind of like, what about all of the Stanford people versus <laughs> yeah, all the Scranton people? That's
0: probably more accurate.
1: Because we've got a, you know, if we're getting into feuds, we've got like the Creed and Hannah. Oh, yeah. Ryan and Jim, which is actually oh, not yeah. that part of that. Oh, let's talk about Ryan and Jim real quick. Okay. Let's talk about Ryan.
0: Ryan.
1: Even though he's never made a sale, he feels pretty entitled to Jim's desk.
0: Yeah, he does, but Jim's a nice guy, and that's why he got the desk.
1: So, question, who do you think was in the right in that exchange?
0: In the right? Well, I think Jim should have got his desk back, but he did just have to move over to the next desk, so I don't think it was that big of a deal. But he can't see Pam from that desk. Yeah, and they're both pretty passive-aggressive. Like, if Ryan would have just been like, actually, I've really come to really like this desk, so do you mind if I stay? Yeah. And then Jim was like, actually, no, I really want my desk back. You know?
1: They were passive aggressiving off. Yeah. They like, were like, because Ryan does oh, say, if, if you really want it, you can have it back.
0: Jim should have been like, yeah, actually, I do.
1: Yeah. That was the moment. I and feel like Ryan like, well, no. didn't have to say that. But to, for Jim to be like, well, it's up to you. And then h- hoping that Ryan. Yeah. That's like too passive aggressive. If someone asks you a, a question and you don't answer it and Leave it up to them, but you really care.
0: And then his face, you could tell that he really cared. Yeah. It was like, well, that's your problem, dude, because you just said no.
1: You know, if the shoe had been on the other foot, um, probably would hurt because <laughs> wrong shoe. No, I think that if Ryan had been in that position, he would have just said, I'm uh, the number two at this office now. I'm going to pick my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to be in a place where I can see the whole office. Yeah. Especially the receptionist. Got to keep an eye on her.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... If Jim really is moving on, then that shouldn't matter.
1: No, I don't think that's why he wanted that desk. I just think that uh or maybe it was. But it's like symbolism. It's like we were talking about how how at Stamford Jim didn't face Karen.
0: Oh right. She yeah. faced him. It is totally a sign of the times.
1: Because now they're not gonna get any of those shots of them like looking at each other yeah, like, for <laughs> a while. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, little helps. comment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we've got a lot of characters meeting for the first time, which is kind of interesting. Like Andy coming in and meeting Michael; they're really hitting it off.
1: Yeah, Andy. Andy's kind of like like American Psycho at this point, like with his lack of his own personality.
0: Yeah, name repetition, personality mirroring, and never breaking off a handshake.
1: And does Dwight have that same rule? Because when he meets Dwight, they shake hands for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I think he does. It's probably one of those rules like never smile or show your teeth because right. it's a sign of um, submission.
1: In the animal kingdom, they yeah. shake hands until they die.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Until the weaker one dies. Yeah. And then the stronger one goes and gets some food. <laughs> yeah. Because it's <laughs> so hungry now.
0: Because it's been so long and they've been yeah, shaking just hands. just
1: eats the one that it was shaking hands with.
0: Yeah. Well... I mean, yeah, so Andy, this is the start of a long Andy saga.
1: Such a big character.
0: Yeah, it really is. To
1: just, like, have him pop in and choose a desk. Uh, Karen's there, too. <laughs> They're all in the sales area, right?
0: Yeah, this is her first introduction to Michael. Um, Michael doesn't really make a good impression. Because no. he says, you look really exotic. Was your dad a GI? Which, Ooh. Highly inappropriate.
1: I'm putting that in the bad category of things he says.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot in that category. There's one
1: for murderer already. <laughs>
0: um and yeah, she gives Jim gum during the meeting. Which Pam sees. And I don't know, there's a few moments where you can really tell that Pam is missing Jim. And mm-hmm. that's one of them.
1: Well, and when Jim shows up, Pam is just looking at him and like How are you? And we should get a coffee. We should get a drink later and catch up.
0: And he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm just getting settled. And that's when Michael walks in and says, oh, sorry for interrupting. Of course, he's making it really awkward. Yeah. I think he's the one making it awkward. I don't. I mean, I think that Jim did everything he could, you know, to say, well, are we getting into Jim and Pam?
1: Man, we're doing such a bad job of going through the characters I know well, let's just go through the new characters and just say like a little bit about each one of them, okay, okay. So let's talk about uh, Anthony Gardner,
0: okay. He's kind of on the fence about this anyway. And Dwight says just from the get go that Michael should fire him before noon. Mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of compares it to a um, Japanese internment camp.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Dwight does. Yeah, Dwight does. <laughs> That's that Anthony's. That was harsh.
0: Um, and says he thinks he would be good at picking the person to die. Yeah.
1: So Anthony, um, Tony, does end up quitting slash getting fired. He's made really uncomfortable the whole time that he's there. But it sounds like maybe he said no to severance to go over there. Even yeah. Even though he wasn't sure. The one thing about that it was when michael asked him did you think lazy Scrant was funny and he says no was it supposed to be when you watch it again michael says this is going to be funny like he like tells them it's for humor yeah and i don't
0: think i don't understand how you even if you didn't know what it was based (laughs) off. yeah how you wouldn't think that it was funny yeah
1: well it's what he says no is like he didn't even yeah he didn't even think of it yeah be like hey did you think um Planet Earth was funny. No, was, <laughs> was that supposed to be funny? It was good, but you know, that's always like like sincerely no. Yeah. So maybe he just didn't click with Michael.
0: He really didn't. Back His chemistry. management style is not. That's right. Which is a huge blow to Michael's ego.
1: That was a really nice way of saying you're obnoxious.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: So. Yeah.
0: And I mean, if I feel or if. I was Tony, I probably would say. You're obnoxious, dude. I'm leaving.
1: Yeah. Like, sorry, I can't work here anymore. You just put your hands in my butt, Craig. <laughs> and you're both talking about and pushing on my butt.
0: Yeah, in front of everyone.
1: Yeah, and it's been humiliating. And earlier you did Night at the Roxbury dance on me. <laughs> oh, <for> no, yeah. <laughs> even though my facial expression clearly showed I did not want you to do that. <laughs>
0: So for these reasons, Is that enough reason? Yeah, <laughs> I will be leaving.
1: Should I keep going? Okay. What about Martin Nash,
0: the ex-convict?
1: We don't know that yet. <laughs> I know, He's but a good guy. <laughs> he was talking with talking some sports with Jim when they walked in, which yeah. made seem like they're friends, even though we've never really seen them interact.
0: Yeah, that's about all we see from him. oh, except for when he tries to um, give uh, Stanley like a. What do you call it? Like a little solidarity Yeah. fist bump. Yeah. And Stanley's not having it.
1: He just rolls his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Michael or Martin. Martin has a lot of lines at the end too. Kind of like, what is it with this guy? type lines. Oh, yeah. You know. Um,
0: is he always like this?
1: Yeah. But he just seems like a really normal guy.
0: He seems a little too normal for the office. <laughs> I
1: think that's probably true.
0: I think Tony was too. <laughs>
1: You know, and Jim is such a jock. He'll he'll talk to Martin about sports. He'll talk to Kevin about sports. If you're talking about sports, he'll be friends with anybody.
0: Yeah, which I feel is like what a lot of people do, or at least a lot of guys do. It's oh, like, okay. you're like, oh, okay. Hm, that makes sense. Interesting. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard of sports. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but Jim is such a jock.
1: Yeah. If, if you're really into sports, it's something to talk about. It's like yeah. the weather, because... It, it's more interesting, the weather, and it, it always changes. just happened, so yeah. you can always talk about it. That's what the weather, you can always... It's like, once you know that about somebody, then you can talk to them about it. Right. The weather is even more universal because everyone was just outside this morning, so you yeah. could be like, oh, cold, windy, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's
1: low-hanging fruit, but...
0: It's very surface-level conversation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cool.
1: And Hannah apparently likes to pump milk
0: i mean i don't i think the sound is obnoxious and she probably shouldn't have been doing that in front of creed but where's she supposed to go i guess like yeah the break room
1: yeah i think in the but that's like the they kitchen. people like go to the bathroom and that's totally inappropriate yeah or like you know
0: it's you're like you're supposed
1: to have a place to do it in the workplace yeah but then she's just so
0: she's so out there like <laughs> she's like yeah, she's like, "What are you looking? Like take a picture, it'll last longer." And Ryan didn't even say anything like like, "Hey, that's inappropriate." He was just like, "No outside food or drink." <laughs> 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 no, he actually just said that's distracting. And I think he was talking about the sound.
1: Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch. And that's why he was looking over there. Yeah. Creed is a total creep in this one.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that just was just not brought up again.
1: Yeah, he just took a picture of, of her boob.
0: Yeah, right place at the right time.
1: And then put it on his desktop.
0: And then was just like kind of proud of it.
1: That's the weird thing about Hannah. Is she so... Wouldn't she get along with Angela? Well, I guess not. Because I'm sure Angela would have been like, put those things away. Put put away yeah. your other or whatever. Like,
0: I feel like she would get along with Meredith.
1: Yeah, somebody. Or she, I don't know if she'd get along with anybody, honestly. Because her... Her personality is not very appealing as from what we see of it.
0: Yeah, she's really harsh.
1: And she's like not really a tattle, but like she's really upset about this, but then she doesn't she doesn't do anything about it. It's it's weird. It's like a weird mix of like she cares a lot and she's also she's confrontational but not proactive, you know, I don't stuff like, like that. Her. Yeah. yeah. It's like the worst trait you could have from each of those.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even
1: though she doesn't have deserved to have her picture taken, but
0: yeah, that's true.
1: So she is the victim in this situation. It's just like, you want to root for her a little bit more and she doesn't really give you anything to go for.
0: Yeah, that's true. I know. Oh, Hannah. Well.
1: Well, that's the crew.
0: That's the new crew. The new Stamford.
1: Sure, we'll get to know them family. very well over the next five years.
0: At least a few of them.
1: Um, Jan's there just to chew Michael out about firing Tony because now they have to pay him severance. Which yeah. I'm glad for, because he yeah he he deserves, deserves it yeah,
0: and maybe then he won't sue. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, when Michael says major personnel crisis averted, maybe it was.
1: Yeah, you know? maybe. That's a good good point, because you're probably like so happy to get the severance that he didn't bother. I mean, it seemed like he was being proactive. He was like caring about what he's doing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He's like using I statements.
0: Yeah, he totally is. Until
1: like, Michael said why, and then he just said it was because of your manager side, well that's because he was talking to him, he didn't say he didn't blame anyone else, you know
0: yeah, I like Tony
1: he was very proactive and very like, and I think he should have left, I think he'll probably get a way better job,
0: yeah he will I I have high hopes for um for Tony Gardner mm-hmm. me
1: too, <laughs> so Dwight runs like Moe's in the opening,
0: oh yeah he does, with slash his, Tom Cruise <laughs> with his like hands pointed yeah like
1: karate yeah karate spears or something yeah i wonder yeah.
0: how toby runs probably really annoyingly
1: well we'll see him in fun run
0: oh yeah can't wait for that
1: he just looks like a guy running
0: yeah she's pretty fit yeah seven minute really... mile
1: wow is that fast
0: yeah i mean for me
1: what's uh what's slow mile
0: like 15 minutes
1: okay what about what about 20 minutes so that slow?
0: would be probably what i would run
1: what about 30 minutes
0: 30 minutes mm. that's
1: pretty slow right
0: 30 minute mile yeah that's slow okay <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> that's uh 0. 0.5 miles per hour that took me a little while but yes it is 0. 0.5 wow. miles per hour
1: yeah that's slow
0: that's slow yeah anyway i might cut that up <laughs> 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 that <whole conversation. laughs> whoa that's slow
1: that was the big payoff, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, who else do we have?
1: Oh, Dwight also is older and wiser, and he knows everything about film because he's seen over two hundred and forty of them.
0: How many films do you think you've seen?
1: over two hundred forty?
0: yeah, definitely over two hundred. I've seen a lot of movies, not yeah. lately though, yeah,
1: kind of off movies right now.
0: You are just on t v mm-hmm. You just watched a movie last night,
1: yeah, and I watched one today <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> but- <laughs> I think I might be getting over it, but I didn't watch any movies for like almost a year. Or I watched very few movies for like the last year.
0: Except for Sex and the City 2. And Fifty Shades Free. right. All right, I
1: (laughs) I watch a movie every day. That's fine. (laughs) I watched three movies yesterday.
0: That's funny. I might cut that
1: out too, just because of the discrepancy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're looking discredited. This doesn't you're, add up. You're gonna, you're, no one's going to believe anything you say anymore. <laughs> I think I said yeah, something yeah. that
1: would have been true like six months ago, and I just still said it like it was true now.
0: <laughs> so, wait, we just have Michael. Jamin. Yeah, let's just talk about the big ones. Yeah, okay. Um. So it's Michael's time to shine. Um. He doesn't actually, he, he's feeling a lot of pressure because this is a really proud moment for him. Mm-hmm. He didn't think this this was going to happen. He thought that the Scranton branch was going to close down. That's true. Then he saved the day, and now he has to make everyone feel welcome, which I think he does a pretty good job of greeting everyone and having little gift bags for everyone and having a nice little spread with the smoked salmon. Although it's only for the people from Stamford. Uh, it's which only is pencils weird. in the gift
1: bag. Yeah. And coupons.
0: Yeah. Um, to some hot spots around Oh, Scranton.
1: that reminds me of another finer thing quote okay when he tells Pam to set it out like she's trying to impress a much older man who's out of her league
0: and she's just like okay <laughs> okay Michael, she's in a great mood yeah. I know I love that too
1: that's I love that dynamic between uh, Michael, Michael and Pam yeah when it's going well
0: yeah when it's going well when he's not
1: trying to kiss her outside of Diwali yeah the other one the exactly
0: good one. exactly the good um dynamic is good.
1: But Michael does a lot of bad things in this one too, like saying that Karen's exotic looking, saying to Kelly that she should just pretend the food is cow's meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then when she no. says,
1: I eat beef, he says, then pretend poison it's beef. poison.
0: <laughs> and then Kevin says, It's poisoned. <laughs> no, it's not be- Just go.
1: <laughs> That's unappetizing to hear that it was poisoned, even if it's not true. True. And we get a big insight into Michael's psychology. When he says that this is supposed to be like a beautiful wedding, but instead it's like when his mom moved in with Jeff and now again, it's <laughs> his job to fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love those little
0: moments into Jeff.
1: Oh man. Yeah.
0: Or like his childhood. Yeah. That was probably around the same time as, um, what was the show that he was on?
1: Fundle Bundle.
0: Fundle Bundle. Yeah.
1: Or when he was in the wedding.
0: I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, pants
1: became wet <laughs> and then also that he used to h- hang out with the lunch lady the most by the end of fourth grade
0: oh yeah so that's how he gets everyone together is by having them hate him
1: you know that made that show called young Sheldon
0: oh from big bang theory yeah
1: about Sheldon when he was young yeah that's I'm kinda, guessing
0: that's kind of what Mike I wish there was a young michael
1: it would be like really bleak it would be like they should get ricky gervais to make the young michael show where it's just like unflinchingly uncomfortable oh my all the time.
0: oh man poop ball should have he- known in a real sport <laughs> <laughs> all those
1: all those things all the hints you get into his like life it's so sad it's and so like, sad it's like kind of amazing he turned out as good as he did oh no you know
0: (laughs) and it's not even that good no it's not but yeah you're right he does try
1: yeah he tries and he's got that like certain level of delusion that i think you need
0: ignorance is bliss
1: yeah if you're gonna be a person like that you need need a healthy dose of it for sure yeah (laughs) but anyway michael is the murderer anyway despite (laughs) his good efforts
0: (laughs) oh and despite his background
1: yeah you know if someone has a really bad background, like, and then they murder people, they're, they're still a the murderer. Still murder. yeah. yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, feel sympathetic, but
0: at some point you have to rise above that and just not murder people.
1: That's right. I think he shouldn't have murdered anyone in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did a he did a bad job making people feel comfortable despite his best efforts. I think he put in the effort, but too defensive. He had a lot of bad qualities.
0: Yeah, and then trying to put the Stanford people above everyone else. <laughs> Just today. Yeah.
1: Um, What about Jim, though?
0: Jim, 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 Jimothy.
1: Well, he's evolved. He doesn't drink grape soda anymore. Just drinks bottled water, which is bad for the environment.
0: Yeah, he's forgot about Recyclops. <laughs> um, Jim feels the need to tell Pam that he's seeing someone, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said before, they weren't even dating until they went to Scranton. Mm-hmm. It's just weird timing. And I understand that, yeah, he's trying to... I mean, is he only dating Karen because he's trying to get over Pam so much? Yeah, I think
1: he kind of liked her a little bit, but then he was like, I better get into a relationship before I go back to Scranton Yeah, to protect myself.
0: Yeah, which, I mean... And then, of course, Pam says, it's fine, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And what else is she going to say? And Jim looks hurt by that, like... Like he thought she was gonna be like, oh really, Bomber, I thought you'd be single.
1: Well, I think it's weird that she like gives him permission to, yeah, to do whatever he wants.
0: He's like, oh, well, thanks. Yeah, he's like, okay,
1: like cause, like well if if like you just have like one of your friends, someone says, oh, I started dating someone, you'd be like, yeah, that's you can do that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Like they'd be like, oh, I was just telling you.
0: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> not see. asking for permission. But like Pam knew that the reason that he was saying that was because they have a history and mm-hmm. like I mean really Jim was checking in with her to make sure that it was okay. In a way, I mean partially. And then she just goes on to say, "We're friends. We've always we're we've always been friends." I mean, you mm-hmm. know, she's like, "No, you know, I mean, we're just friends." Yeah. So she's like clarifying that I'm not giving you permission, like I'm fine though.
1: Yeah, but she's not fine. I
0: no, she's not.
1: She is not chill in this episode. She is really hyped up for this and she's really disappointed, I think. Yeah. Cause you like Yeah, it's just like the way she's like looking up at him the whole time. And then yeah. like how hurt she looks when he's like doing stuff with Karen and then she basically asks him out. As, yeah. Almost as much so as he eventually does at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and um he's very Hyper aware of it, too, it seems, although Karen doesn't seem faced by
1: yeah I guess I mean, if you don't see all of her looks, which you wouldn't like the camera crew's capturing it, but Karen wouldn't see all of that stuff, no, and then and then she also doesn't know about their history, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're almost getting enough though you'd be like, oh man, I think this girl might have had a crush on him before he left, or something, you know,
0: yeah, and I feel it's kind of unfair of Jim to. Not tell Karen before they get there because she moved there. I mean, pretty much with the intent of being with Jim, and now you're kind of in it. Mm-hmm. And then she's gonna find out like secondhand, basically, or way l- after the fact.
1: And I think she agrees with you that she, yeah, she <laughs> that she feels a little betrayed by that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Here's what I wrote for Pam. She does the shopping for the oh party. yeah. She's in a great mood. She has so much love in her eyes. Poor Pam. <laughs> Those are my notes.
0: <laughs> she has so much love in her eyes. <coughs> poor Pam.
1: Uh, this is what, you know, starts the... The poor Pam the, hawk. You know, because Pam was trying to get in contact with him during Diwali, and she was ex- trying to find out whether or not he'd come back and was kind of brushing Roy off, and this is the thing that starts the whole cascade of her now, like, Opening the door back up to Roy and all
0: this conflict. It's like they conflict. both have to be like in a relationship. Maybe they just should both be single for a while.
1: Well, Pam is.
0: Yeah, but she has hopes that, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, Pam, too little, too late.
1: And it's been a while.
0: It I mean, has it, been a while. It's I been, don't know
1: how long people go in between I guess you're right. It has adults. been a while. But it was like a whole summer and then the whole part of the season so far too.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And Jim wasn't dating anyone immediately before that either. That's true. He was I just, guess like, the timing
0: the timing always is weird because it's not in our time, you mm-hmm. know? Like we don't know how long you know, the time frame of even how long it's passed since the cold open.
1: Well, in that case, yes, but I think that if we were watching it, it would be pretty much real time. It would feel like, like we would have had a summer yeah. without watching them <gasps> as part of that.
0: I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So I'm glad we have Netflix. Yeah.
1: Back then we Whew. had to use NBC.com and its tiny little player window.
0: Yeah, or catch it live on television.
1: Yeah. Put the old bunny ears up. Yep. Did you ever do that? Watch free-to-air TV? No. Oh. I used to do that all that in college. I would like got the cable co- digital converter box once they switched it over.
0: I never had a TV all through college.
1: I had a really old TV with an actual dial on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It had a different ones to go to UHF or VHF.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Before that, I had a black and white TV that was like five inches. The ones they sold at, they sold them at Walgreens or Radio Shack or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would watch cable on it because the dorms had cable. But I, that was the only TV I had.
0: Yeah. And now look where we are.
1: Yeah. That's so funny, though, when people talk about like the old days and it's like, I, I lived that. I had the dial. I had the black and white TV.
0: Get off. My back. Yeah. I am a baby boomer, okay? I drink tea.
1: Yeah. I'm mad that millennials are killing Hooters. Yeah. I read, and everything about it. else. Why are they killing the diamond industry?
0: Why are they killing the toilet paper industry? Are they? Yeah, they just don't wipe their butt as much.
1: No, oh, they use wet wipes. They flush them and make a mountain of poop. Mm hmm. Anyway, let's do our Dundee's and reviews, unless you got anything else. Mm hmm. Okay. Um,. Dundee's first. Who went first last time?
0: I can't remember because it was Sex in the City.
1: Oh, right, right, right.
0: This is a hard one.
1: Okay. I'll go. I'm going to give mine again, I believe, to Karen. Because I think she took a big leap and she put in the extra effort in particular to get to fit in. She's yeah. trying so hard that she learned to Bob dances and yeah, Adria- calibrated her nose to Phyllis's stinky perfume. Yeah. And, oh,
0: that's nice.
1: And I just think she's doing a good job on that front. So the Dundee for uh, what do you giving given it that old college try goes to Karen Filippelli. Oh
0: Karen, Karen Filippelli. Filippelli. Um, I'm gonna give my Dundee to the one, the only, Tony Gardner. Okay. Um and it's the hashtag me too <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So it's just a it's a it's just shout out of like, Hey, sorry, that happened to you. Michael's kind of a tool. Yeah. So murderer. Yeah. <laughs> um but on to bigger and better things.
1: Onward and upward. Exactly. Okay. And now we're gonna count down and do our rating together on our scale of seven. And see what it's
0: gonna be. Wait, seven is
1: Absolutely I do.
0: Six is... Be- Pretzel day. Pretzel day.
1: Beach, Beach day. day. Uh, Fredo's Pizza Cafe. A Little uh, Stitious.
0: A Little Stitious, yeah. Garbage. The cat. And...
1: No. What was it? This just stinks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Got it. Three, two, two one. one. Beach, Beach day! day. Yes. Yes. Nice. I knew it. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Beach day because this is an episode where... It feels like we're the on the edge of something new mm-hmm. because we are, yeah. And it's thirty minutes long. There's a lot going on, and yeah, beach day.
1: I think a really funny episode, but mm-hmm. not as iconic.
0: Yeah, it's kind of under the radar.
1: But I recommend checking out those deleted scenes because you get a lot more of of all the characters, kind of like the last time. This, you know, this one is like the meeting of uh. Of the two branches, there's just a lot more interactions going yeah. on with them all uh, talking to each other and stuff. So I, I do really like those. None of them are like really important, but I don't know, like Angela telling Jim he needs to cut his hair because it's flipping out on the sides. <laughs> I know, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Well. Um, oh, and last thing, we got a review to read in our segment. I think I hold up very well to scrutiny going to build up very well to even
0: even harsh scrutiny severe even scrutiny? severe scrutiny
1: okay and this one comes from jedkins <laughs> j-e-d-d-k-i-n-s it's called absolutely i do love this podcast it says i listen to all the content in one week so that should be self-explanatory oh
0: man that's a lot of content in one week yeah i wonder how many times we contradicted ourselves
1: oh he'd probably know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The hosts are so funny, inviting, and bring so many good points. It's the best to listen to during my commute and at work all day long, to be honest. TBH. Keep it up, y'all. I absolutely love it.
0: Yay! That's so nice. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Oh,
0: absolutely. I do love this podcast.
1: Thanks, Jedkins.
0: That was really nice.
1: Um, yeah. You probably noticed a lot of our ups and downs and our... If Thank-
0: you... Would listen to the, all the content in one week.
1: I feel bad for his commute now because our, our content does not get churned out quite that often. Yeah, but
0: we're at like a week and a half every week and a half or yeah,
1: so. Yeah, probably like two every three weeks. Yeah, you know that's about right. Yeah, yeah. So hope you stick with us, even even though we uh, even though we're a little bit slower than that.
0: I mean, you know what? It takes time for good things. Mm-hmm. So. We gotta be in should... a
1: good space to record. Yeah, and we gotta watch the episodes. That takes time.
0: <laughs> takes about sometimes even up to thirty minutes. So plus we
1: have to have hours of conversation before and after. <laughs> well, especially before the podcast.
0: Yeah, and we have to write down notes that make no sense. <laughs> yep. and interpret that we yeah, interpret them later. Yeah, interpret later. Use
1: the seer stone to uh, look in a hat. And...
0: Sometimes we even have to smoke weed about it.
1: <gasps> do we?
0: Um, unless you are against weed smoking, then we don't, and we never do. <laughs> we are angel. Just podcasts.
1: Canna- cannabis indica s- sativa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Northern
0: light sativa.
1: That's right. Okay. Well, thanks for that review, Jedkins. Remember, if you leave us a review on iTunes or somewhere else, and we find it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it will be, but that uh, that we'll read that for this segment and. You can always send us an email at the off 5 podcast at gmail.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram, even though that content gets churned out even slower than our episodes. But, I mean, you know. We'll work on it. Yeah.
1: We'll get better. Uh, and the Finder Things Club on Facebook is where people that listen to the podcast will share things every once in a while and, and chat. It was fun hearing what they had to say uh, toward the end of April 1st <laughs> <laughs> after our Sex in the City episode dropped.
0: Yeah, one person didn't even um, ever, had never even seen Sex and the City, and they listened to the whole episode. And
1: someone else didn't.
0: Someone else listened to five minutes. That's
1: <laughs> So on average, Yep, <laughs> about half of the way. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So join us there, and don't forget Dunder Mifflin Con's coming up. We're not technically affiliated with them, but we always like to remind people to check it out.
0: And we might go to Scranton in two thousand twenty. We'll probably go.
1: So Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Dun 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 What is love?
0: Okay, I still don't think I came in every time. Alright. Yeah. Beach day. Beach day, baby. My really annoying ex has a podcast, or like he did in 2017, and someone left a really mean review that was like, your voice is really whiny, which it it is, Uh and then like he created an account on iTunes that said, and it was like, like a fake review, like, wow, this is the greatest podcast I've ever listened to, like, well, and I knew it was him because like he used like the same name. Oh my god. Yeah, and I was just cracking up on the inside when I was looking at ours, um, because I was like, we didn't make these up. These yeah, aren't fake. Unless I, you are. I don't I know. I couldn't.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to think of them all.
0: <laughs> the cat's name is Addy. That was really detailed, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're really getting into it.